listening to episode 235 of the Ruby on Rails podcast. I am your host, Kyle Daigle. This week, I have invited Joel back, uh, who's going to catch us up on what he's up to. Uh, and then we talk a little bit about remote and what it's like to sort of be on a remote team, potentially for the first time, especially with time zones and and uh, and, and how you sort of manage that, as well as uh, how you re- unwind when you're remote, because that can be a very tricky thing when uh, you work at home all day. So we talk a little bit about that. Uh, we also talk a ton about a big fair that I'm going to on Friday. Friday. So uh, if this is my last podcast, I've enjoyed talking to all of you. Uh, I'm going to definitely eat myself uh, kind of silly uh, on Friday when I go to the big, disgusting, but wonderful Big E up here in New England. So check that out if you're nearby. It is awesome. Um, I wanted to share some awesome uh, news with you. So uh, I've been talking about GitHub Universe a fair bit. Obviously, I work for GitHub. Uh, I'm excited to be involved with the conference. Um, I, I really do think, uh, though I work for them, I really do think it's a really fun conference to go to. Um, it's really well produced by our awesome events team. Um, uh, the food is great. Uh, the entertainment is great at night. Um, uh, during the day, the sessions are uh, from all different people in the GitHub community, including GitHub employees, large companies, small companies, open source. Um, you name it, uh, and in uh, the theming and the sort of experience of coming is hard to describe, but definitely something that you don't want to miss out on. So I've been telling you for a little bit uh, as we've been talking with the co-hosts that you should come, uh, and uh, my fine uh, colleagues at GitHub have a way to help you do that. So if you're interested in coming to GitHub Universe, which is October 11th and 12th, it's Wednesday and Thursday in San Francisco, uh, you can go to GitHubUniverse.com and buy your ticket for 50% off, five zero percent off using the promo code ruby on rails 50 um they're very excited to offer this uh so i'd love for you to come go to the site and use the promo code ruby on rails 50 again it's githubuniverse.com go check that out october 11th and 12th um, there's also some workshops on the 10th that if you're interested in you can sign up for uh, i believe they're close to selling out but Give it a look. Come and meet me. I'd love to come say hi to you. Um, If you see me there, I'll I'll be at the Ask GitHub area some of the time, or you'll see me running around a bit. Um, But I'd love to meet you if you decide to come. So again, if you'd like to come to GitHub Universe this year, go to GitHubUniverse.com. You can buy your tickets for 50% off using the promo code RubyOnRails50. Thank you so much, GitHub, for uh, letting me offer this to my audience. Uh, Very excited. This episode of the Ruby on Rails podcast is sponsored in part by Rollbar. I'm excited to tell you more about Rollbar. I believe Rollbar will be at GitHub Universe as well. Uh, Rollbar is the easiest way, I think, to use error tracking and error monitoring. So when you're building a web application, you rely on users to report errors if you don't have something like this, or you're digging through log files, or you're, you're waiting for someone to send you a screenshot. But with Rollbar's error monitoring, you get the full stack trace, context, and user data to help you find and fix impactful errors super fast. You can roll bar, uh, you can integrate Rollbar into your existing workflow, send it to things like Slack or HipChat, and create issues in Jira, Pivotal Tracker, Trello, and so forth. Uh, it's really easy. Gem install Rollbar, and you can start tracking application errors in minutes. A few cool features. I really love that you can send the request data, the deep linking, my favorite feature, into your GitHub repos from the stack trace. It has support for a J- uh, JavaScript SDK, as well as uh, Q frameworks like Sidekick, Rescue, and Delay Job. Loved by developers at awesome companies like Heroku, Twilio, Kayak, Zendesk, Twitch, and more. Go to rollbar.com slash Ruby, sign up, and you'll get the bootstrap plan for free. Uh, very easy, special offer Special offer just for these listeners. Go to rollbar.com slash Ruby, sign up, and get the bootstrap plan for free. Uh, come uh, to GitHub Universe, uh, hopefully meet Rollbar, and also uh, go sign up today. You've got nothing to lose. Thanks so much to Rollbar for sponsoring this podcast, and now 
on to the show. Do you drink pumpkin beer? <laughs> it's fall. I don't know if you know, but it's fall. A uh, Sunday was the first day of fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, un- unbeknownst to, <laughs> unbeknownst to Mother Nature, who mm-hmm. brought us ninety degree uh, weather this past uh, two days, at least down here, mm-hmm. it's been super crazy hot. But do you, do you drink pumpkin beer? Are you a pumpkin person? Is pumpkin spice your religion? I tell you what, man. I have been known to drink a pumpkin beer. Um, and some of them are good. And I will, I, I will say this, the, the king appropriately enough is a uh, pumpkin from Southern. Oh, you're so, you are so right. From 110% from Southern tier. It's Southern tier, right? It's Southern tier. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, do you do the whole, uh, cinnamon sugar rim thing? Or is that like too, too much for you? I think I've done that once. I think it's and, worth it. and it wasn't like it wasn't of my own volition. I think it was at a restaurant and it came to me that way. And I'm like, all right, I'll bite. Um, and it was good. But yeah, just like a nice cold pint of that uh, is really good. I, I am a big I am a fan. I don't drink as much beer these days, but uh, it's that time of year. And I, I'll tell you what, man, I've, it's funny that you say that. Like, yeah, sure. It's fall. But like Oktoberfests and pumpkin beers started coming out like five weeks ago. I know. So I think maybe like uh, August 10th or something like that, I uh, went to, you know, a grocery store or something and I I wanted uh, Summer Shandy, which is like my like um, easy drinking summer beer of choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll use the word beer lightly, I guess. But nonetheless, Mm -hmm. it's delicious. I have no shame. And so I go and like it's gone. They're like, I'm like, hey, do you have any more? They're like, no, no, you you missed the boat, my man. Like, it's it's fall now. And I'm like, it's like August 10th. Uh, <laughs> help me out, you know? And they're like rummaging around in the back, and they like come out with some like Sam Summer or something, and that's that was the end some of that. Skunky so, Sam Summer. Yeah, that's, from last that's been year. on the show. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm all for, I, uh, nowadays, like I'm all for like the Oktoberfest, but I, I had a similar experience with the Southern Tier Pumpkin and uh kind of racked my world so we're going to the big e on friday oh um, uh, me wife and the kiddos uh and uh i'm gonna go get me some of that southern tier pumpkin and hope that it's like 65 or something so one of my one of my good buddies just went uh earlier uh so the big e's been going on for like what like four or five days now uh since the 15th so since, a while yeah yeah so a while. so he went and he just kept like posting photos of the monstrosity of the types of food monstrosity types of food that they they sell there like the like the blooming onions and the turducken sandwiches and all this stuff my arteries seized just as i'm looking through all these photos on slack of of posting this but a part of you is like yes i could i could get down on some of that (laughs) yes like like i i i know that when the news so the biggie out here is sort of like a um a world's fair style 4-h farm fest thing where every state in new england like has this like representation (laughs) and so on it's so it's a big thing up here um but anyway uh and and every year they always have like a food stuff that is like the gross hilarious thing that everyone scoffs at and then goes and buys like four of and eats them you know yeah and so i feel like whenever it's on the news it's like i I don't don't remember what it was this year it's some sort of 
burger pork thing, I think. But like last year was the uh, pulled pork uh, parfait, which just the name alone is enough for me to like, you know, barf, I guess. I've seen photos uh, and it's awful slash ridiculous slash. Yeah, I yeah, might actually try that. It's a thing, you know, and so I told Jamie, uh, my wife, I said today, I said, listen, this year we're making the change because every year, this is this is hilarious, we're like five minutes in, this is all we've talked about so far, uh, is every year I go to the Big E uh, with the family, uh, usually on a weekday because I don't like big crowds because I'm an old boring person. Of course. And, and what I do is I just walk around and walk around. I never buy food. Like everyone in my family will buy food, but I'm always like just waiting. I want to figure out like what's the... What food do I want? And every year for the past three years, I leave without buying any food. And oh. I leave hungry and disappointed because I apparently have junk food commitment issues where oh, I'm like, yeah. well, I'm only going to have one disgusting thing that I really want to eat. And this year, that's not going to happen. This year, I want to come home like in pain. <laughs> I want to come. I want to take my blood pressure reading when I leave the house and come oh, home. Man. And I want to see. I want to see a difference. I want my Apple Watch to tell me your heart rate is actually increasing. <laughs> it's going to be flashing red lights. <laughs> yeah, please like, stop eating. What is wrong with you? Why is your watch like making alarm noises? Um, that so uh, my the same buddy uh, he fasted for a day beforehand. Went to the big wow. E, uh, the next day he was six pounds heavier. <laughs> oh, I believe it. Like I like a hundred percent believe that. Oh my goodness. It's just like, but just the salt, just the salt in the water con like, you know, like yeah. the salt in the water retention that must happen. Is... Yeah. 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 Well, oh I mean, I give it, I gotta give it, I gotta give it up. Like I give props to anybody that can do that. I, I, I just, I don't know if I can hang just like I can't like drink, I can't help put away a 30 rack of bush light uh, anymore. Um, it's a good thing. I, I, the, the biggie, the biggie is something I actually have never been to the biggie. The, the thing, the, like what? everything that you said, everything that you said is perfectly framed. Plus the way I look at the biggie, it's where, uh, so who from American Idol 10 ish years ago is playing at the biggie this year? Cause that's how I look. Oh, at it. geez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. But I mean, come on, don't be that. Don't be that person. <laughs> um, let's see who. Uh, let's see who is it. I don't know. They usually they ha they usually. It's, you're totally right, though. They usually just have like a bunch of like not that great entertainment. You That's know? what I'm um, talking but, about. I mean, buddy. nobody goes for the entertainment, my man. No, no, no. nobody's like, let's go see the concert uh, situation. I say that firmly in cheek. Like it's just the like tongue in cheek. Uh, it's it's like I'm totally just oh, like pulling oh, a like Smash Mouth. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and a bunch of other acts that I'm not familiar with. So. Oh man. Um. Uh, I I also generally just listen to like top forty. So. <laughs> Um, there's a lot of country acts that I just I'm not familiar with, but um, let's see. Anyone else? The Cheat Codes. They have a song out with uh, Demi Lovato right now. Oh, really? Um, let's see. That's a great name for a group. Red, wait, what? The Cheat Codes? Oh, the Red Hot Chili Pipers. <laughs> I got so excited and confused. I was like, the Red Hot Chili Peppers are at this podunk. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a precipitous fall from oh, grace. 
or or their it's their it's their uh their way back the sugar hill gang oh man oh man Whew. sorry okay so you got let's, you got a full you got a you got a full uh you know schedule you got a busy man you're going to the biggie you got github universe coming up soon I mean, it's gonna be a big thing yeah yeah i mean <laughs> it's gonna be a big few weeks yeah Oh lordy! Uh, oh, what have you been up to? <laughs> Let's move on from this huge diversion. Um, so I have been just grinding it out, man. Just doing my thing. Uh, took a week off, end of uh, end of last month. Um, my son had a week off from daycare between quote unquote camp, which is basically the same daycare all year round, but they call it camp because mm-hmm. it's the summer. So they had a week off between that and the start of the the new school year and uh, switching classrooms. So we took them down to Cape Cod and we went to the beach a couple times and just spent a bunch of time with the family, went out to dinner with my wife, saw a couple movies. Um, Awesome. Yeah. But, you know, getting back into the getting back into routine is is really great. Um, And uh, we're just kind of we're still easing into it because the. the Jewish holidays are upon us. So my weeks are uh, broken up a little bit uh, last week and this week. Um, so, uh, yeah, the routine is, is you know, fits and starts, but it's good. You know, still still working on the same project, still working uh, remotely with the group from Code for America. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really great. Great team, great product, great project. Um, really steady so can't complain awesome yeah cool what uh what uh what do you uh bring for us this week what do you want to chat about well so uh i was thinking uh because so because the the group that i'm working with uh we're all remote um and uh up until recently i was the only one on the east coast so everyone was on the west coast oh Mm. Youch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that brings with it a whole new, different set of experiences for me because I've I've never been in that dynamic before. I've always been in a. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's somebody that's I've worked with people that are remote, but I've always been in the thick of the main group. So everybody's pretty much been on the East Coast. And now I'm the odd one out, uh, or I had been the odd one out, um, out here on the East coast. So the, the scheduling and the logistics and just the general emotional, um, uh, kind of like ebb and flow is really new and interesting to me. Um, so like with GitHub, I mean, you guys are distributed and all over the world. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that that brings a whole other set of uh, challenges and opportunities and, and just general processes. Um, but uh, yeah, you probably got, I mean, you're on the East Coast. I'm sure you've got a lot of people out here on the East Coast in the same time zone. But how does, how does your team look? Like the team that you are um, mostly involved with on a day-to-day basis, how does that look on a, on a geographic 
Yeah, cases. sure. Um, so, so most, uh, so, so GitHub kind of um, has changed a little bit uh, in terms of like remote stuff. Not, not like in less remote, but just in more. Um, like meaningful remote, like trying to make sure that when we go remote or we have remote teams that we're approaching them with like intention in mind and not just sort of like, let's just wherever you live, it's totally fine because you know, the reality is it's not, you know, if you, if you have someone who's 24 hours different, I guess we're really 12 hours different than you, sorry. <laughs> uh, then, you know, it's really hard to work with them no matter kind of what you do. Um, and so you might not ever work with that teammate and depending on what you're working on, that can be totally fine. You know, uh, especially if it's a bunch of senior people who have a lot of experience, it's not that big of a deal, but if you're working with people who, um, you know, you need to collaborate with that, you need to problem solve with that sort of thing. Uh, being offset by essentially an entire working day is really, really tough. And so most teams at GitHub, I would say, uh, are um, like uh, focused on having some sort of like geo range, if that makes sense. So like I feel like GMT to PST is sort of a normal thing. Um, uh, EMEA, uh, uh, all of the... Um, uh yeah european countries and i think it's like uh what is it c uh cest to gmt uh i think there's another time zone there that i'm missing uh my apologies uh but essentially you know three or four hours difference between employees is like about as much as you can muster and mm-hmm. then there are teams that are completely geodiverse that just they just work that way and it totally works for them but it's about a level of commitment and so speaking personally at github the thing that i kind of um really don't like uh and it takes a lot of time and sort of effort is just if your team skews west coast then as an east coaster you accidentally work longer Uh, and because you know your day ends at five in their day you know they're just kind of getting in their groove Mm -hmm. uh, essentially Mm -hmm. uh when when uh when you decide to log off uh especially if um if your west coast team starts later you know um uh, like total total anecdotal but like i feel like a lot of the east coasters are you know up and at them at like nine um you know because of kids or other you know life things um in a lot of west coasters uh for for kid reasons or life reasons you know are maybe at their desks at 10 or 11 which means they work an extra two hours later uh and so their day skews even worse and so it's really really hard and and so like the one thing that i've ended up doing uh as as a manager who lives and breathes their calendar essentially is just adding blocks so at 5 p.m i block off until my kid is in bed um, because the reality is when you work at a remote company like github you need to be able to take the odd 9 p.m meeting you know just because those people in australia will only be able to talk to you then yeah uh and so i just block that off and when people book over it i explain hey you know you can't book over this this is like when my when i get to see my family uh and everyone's really good about it it's not confrontational but it's it's I feel like it's kind of worse than confrontational because it just like skews. It just kind of leans. You just find yourself instead of stopping at five, stopping at five thirty, or stopping at you know instead of stopping at five, stopping at six or whatever uh, until someone pulls you out of it. Yeah, that's that's very. I've I've run into the similar sort of situation, and, and the fact that you block off those hours is is really. I might steal that. Um, from you yeah it's the only way to i feel like one of the only ways to really uh protect yourself Mm -hmm. you know uh 
And then um, the other thing that I've done is in Slack, uh, starting my do not disturb right at five Mm. because you start to miss DMs. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Even if you're at your computer, right? Like you just don't get the pop-ups. And so uh, you don't accidentally get dragged into something, you know? Yeah, the the that's that's something I should also do. The 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 weird thing. So like th- these are interesting tactical uh approaches to to handling some of those weird um cases. Um one of the things I've run into is like this uh cultural professional organizational FOMO. So uh like because the West Coast is is you know just getting up to speed and really getting in their groove and, and having discussions at, you know, that two or three o'clock block East coast time, uh, all the way into, uh, the eight or nine o'clock range, uh, East coast time. There's a lot of interesting stuff that, that pops up in Slack, uh, these conversations like full on discussions that you're left out of. So you're, you're, you're struggling to maintain some context and uh, there's some cultural uh, camaraderie that you're also missing out on um, because they can, because the window of opportunity to pair on something doesn't exist or just have ad hoc conversations uh, is, is much more difficult to, to manifest. So this is this is one of those things I'm just kind of like I have to deal with it myself and just kind of handle it uh, individually, um, but it's something I've never experienced before. So it's it's something I have to be very um, self aware of. Just kind of like yeah. point it out, mm-hmm. look at it, kind of step around it, and and figure out well why why does this feel weird like. Why do I feel kind of like a third wheel? And it's not intentional on anybody's part. It's just a fact of the matter um, or a fact Mm -hmm. of the circumstances. So, um, yeah, these are the types of things like in terms of the remote culture that you just kind of got to wrap your head around and and explore as they come up. Um, But uh, the the great thing is everybody, everybody on this particular team is very... Uh, senior and uh, everybody just kind of works individually and, and uh, just gets stuff done. So um, that we don't have to stretch and work as hard to make sure that everybody is um, feeling um, taken care of, not neglected. Um, because if, if, if there's somebody who hasn't had as much experience with this, we, we just don't have that's just not how the dynamic works right now for us, but um, yeah. we would have to work a lot, lot harder to make sure that everybody is is feeling okay and feeling good and um, having good, strong conversations and honest conversations with each other. Um, and that's one of, uh, thankfully, that's one of the things that uh, we do have, even 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 if we are all kind of uh, um, self-directed and, and self-motivated to, to get all of this stuff done. And we know what needs to get done. Um, we all still have our retros and our, and have frank conversations with each other. So, uh, it's a, it's a good, it's a good mix, but you know, humans are interesting machines. So, um, you know, there are, there are always some, uh, 
murky waters uh, amidst you know the the still and clear waters to to navigate so um, it's been an interesting uh, experience yeah I think it's important too that just you know it, it, it's this kind of thing that is really tricky to, to to fix to be honest just because you know in your scenario um, you know if every if everyone was like equally a full-time employee let's just say like you know it's very difficult to convince 90 percent of the company 95 percent of the company or the group you're working with to work more asynchronously like let's make sure that conversations that are happening are things that i can be involved in and let's not make decisions that would value for my input if um, you know, it's at, you know, eight or 9 PM Eastern or, and so on. And, and those are the sorts of things that I think are really, really difficult to fix, uh, you know, and so one of the things that I, uh, when I was looking for my next remote job, for example, it was, you know, uh, that, that, uh, uh, you know, 50% of the team needed to be remote and, uh, and 50% of my team needed to be, uh, in my time zone. Um, because the problem just became that if, if everyone's in the West coast, it's almost worth, considering if, if that job's really for you, in my opinion, to, to shift, to shift to those working hours, if you can, um, now obviously with kids and partners and everything else, like that's not really realistic, but, um, it's one of those things when you're looking for a full-time job or gig, uh, uh, that's remote, you know, th- to me, those are the kinds of questions you should ask. And, and when we, you know, talk to people who are looking for remote jobs and they don't really talk about that at all, or have any curiosity where the people are located or, you know, so on it, it to me, it's just a little bit surprising because it's going to have such an impact on your day to day. Like, like you said, we're humans and we humans crave interaction. It's just a necessity to our very existence. And so not being able to interact for eight hours a day, you know, uh, or let's just say, you know, six hours a day, uh, you know, uh, for the sake of, uh, you know, a time zone overlap can be really, really tricky. Um, doubly so if you're not going out at night, <laughs> cause you got to put kids to bed, etc. cetera. So, um, <laughs> it's, I think it's important to, you know, uh, to look into that when you want to take a real time or oh geez, uh, a remote, uh, a remote full time yeah, gig. Yeah. So you work, f- are, do, you're remote, but do you work from home? Like, do you have a home office? You do. I do. So some place that yep. you can close mm-hmm. the door and you can get in your, your, your groove, your headspace and just like bang everything out until five, five thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, uh, in, uh, you know, I share my calendar with my wife and so she gets to see sort of when I'm expected to be off work. And if I book something after five, I always, uh, let her know, um, the office, uh, that I work in is luckily at the very end of the house. And so, um, it's pretty well separated in general. And so I just leave the door open and if the door is shut, then that means please do not mm-hmm. interrupt period. Um, and, uh, uh, and, th- and that works out pretty well. I, but I think, the thing that doesn't work out pretty well is just it's very mm-hmm. isolating, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the the people I interact with most most days are the people who run my son's daycare, mm. <laughs> uh, you know, except for maybe video chats. But uh, you know, seeing people in real life, uh, and obviously my wife, but seeing other people that you know um, aren't a part of the family, uh, that that's the case. So it take it takes some effort, um, I think, to 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 do that. And I'll be honest and just say, you know, I'm still trying to figure out how to do that, especially with kiddo number two. It seems like the clock got reset a little bit on being able to, you know, go out midweek mm-hmm. or even, you know, take the kids out because by the time uh, we get them and get home or get them and get where we need to go, it's you know, let's make sure we're home in time to start bedtime. So. Yeah. Remote, remote is tricky. Uh, I, I both envy my wife and I'm very, and am very happy where mm-hmm. I am, you know, like it's, I would love to go to an office, but I would love to not have to go to an office. Uh, and so, uh, I'm, I'm focusing on the, the benefits of having that choice than, 
the things I'm missing out on. Basically, you might be the the type of you might be similar to me in insofar as a, a nice healthy balance would be uh, a good chunk of time where you have your own space and the the solace of of um, or the solitude, like just having that room to be alone and 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 inside your brain and be around other people uh, at the same time. So for me, yeah. the the perfect balance mm-hmm. is like if I can go someplace two or three days a week where I'm around other people and kind of get that fill for a week and then go someplace else that I'm just nobody talks to me and I can just do my thing and just hammer out work. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's a nice balance for me. And and I think that it's hard to find that. It's really difficult, actually, to find that balance because a lot of places obviously expect you to be in the office five days a week. And a lot of places, I mean, if you're remote, you're remote. Um, so for me, it's go to a co-working space slash go to a coffee shop slash go to the library, um, just depending on how I feel that morning. And um, it's I'm lucky that I have that sort of flexibility. Um, the people I the the people who I collaborate with on a day to day basis <laughs> might think differently when I'm uh, doing video conferencing in from the courtyard at the Boston Public Library with this giant uh, fountain behind me making all this noise. Um, but they might they you mean uh, being be, awesome? They, they, <laughs> they might be they might be a little bit like annoyed by that or the at a coffee shop with uh, the. Uh, police cars and sirens you know flashing by uh they might not love that part but um yeah you know you just kind of like go with the flow and and make it work um so when when you're i wanted to ask you like you're not all github and you're not all kiddo how do you how do you decompress like what's your what's your thing like what's uh, you play some video games i heard yes i do play Mm -hmm. video games um, to be honest, I would say, generally speaking, uh, decompressing for me is almost certainly mm-hmm. video games or watching people play video games on Twitch.tv, mm. uh, which mm-hmm. is pretty legit. Uh, low, lower, lower level of commitment since I can almost never finish a video it's game hard. these days. Uh, so I just watch people play video games, and while well, uh, it provides me a fair amount of uh, of pleasure um for me i am the type of person that um sort of prefers to take time off rather than sort of interleave that sort of stress release if Mm -hmm. that makes sense um and so for me like taking an entire day off is much more valuable than having like a hobby i can Mm -hmm. do at night uh because like you know depending on my day you know i have the podcast to do you know i have a bunch of other things to do related to that and, and and other you know sort of community building type things i have my normal job um you know, I help a bunch of people out, uh, you know, with their projects and that sort of thing. And so, uh, I, I tend to be very busy and, uh, I, I find some solace to be honest in like business travel, um, because it's so rote and like, uh, and 
in, and it gets me out with people. So I get to like go through my normal flow, get, you know, get on a plane, go where I'm going to go, go to the hotel, get things situated, go to the thing, come back home, have dinner, you know, that sort of thing actually kind of recharges mm-hmm. me in the sort of weirdest mm-hmm. way. Um, uh, and so for me, I think it's, I think it's just like, you know, going to the big E on Friday or going to Boston children's, um, uh, museum coming up and, uh, and, and that, and that sort of thing is kind of what I do. Um, I, I won't say that I am good at this, you know, um, cause I'm, I'm really not, uh, I try to make sure that like my weekends always have things to do with friends, family, etc. cetera, uh, just to kind of get me sort of reconnected to humanity. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm not the kind of person that like comes home and like paints or woodworks or whatever. Um, to be totally honest, I-, I feel like that would stress me out um, to feel like I have this thing I should be, I should yeah. be doing to relax, yeah. you know? Uh, so I kind of just like to veg out at night and, 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 uh, and, and situate from there. Yeah. It's, it's good to, I've definitely, I've definitely the the thing that that really spoke to me that you just said is not f- liking the feeling that you have to be doing something. Uh, when you yeah. can pinpoint that feeling, like I should be doing X, then that is a automatic red flag in my mind that um, that you're putting too much undue pressure on yourself. And sometimes it's okay to do nothing and to be lazy and to just let time just waste away uh, just to recharge. Um, Like for me, that's uh, reading articles on the iPad while a baseball game's on. Instead of feeling like, oh, I have this side project, uh, I need to work on that Um, because that's a really quick way to burn out. So I've allowed myself the space to just do nothing or to sit at a computer and just browse around doing nothing while I'm listening to music or, you know, just quote, just messing around. Um, I feel less bad about that now than I used to. Um, and that's mm-hmm. probably just because we're also, I mean, when you get to this stage in our lives and our career, uh, you just kind of got to give yourself permission to just veg. Um, so I've, I've started vegging and for me, like I used to not play video games because I felt like I should be doing something else. And I bought a Nintendo switch and I finally gave myself the permission to just sit on the couch and play. And I beat my first damn game in probably 15 years. Holy moly. That is a huge accomplishment. I I am, I am probably a 10th through Zelda Mm. right now and I've given up. Um, I am enjoying it, but Mm -hmm. I have given up. Uh, and I am probably maybe 50% through, uh, Mario Rabbids kingdom, which is pretty So legit. that's like <laughs> Zelda sitting on, like next to my switch and I haven't touched <laughs> mocking, mocking you because I know how vast it is. Um, but I'm just going to play, <laughs> play exactly, exactly. Joel. And I'm just going to play it and just kind of like mess around with it and not feel bad if I only get through a 10th of it. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's why I think that's why I kind of gravitate towards the shorter side scroller things because it just seems a little bit more attainable. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you know, a game's a game. Who cares? Uh, it's it's there to entertain and not make you feel stressed out. So that's that's been my jam lately. That and reading a book every once in a while. Reading is very good therapeutic gets my brain away from all the other things in the world that just are not so fun um 
Yeah. But yeah, it's good that it's good that you can just like take time to be Kyle Daigle and not think about other stuff. So I'm glad you figured that way out. The yeah. Kyle Daigle, the the one and only. <laughs> I always wonder what's it like to be Kyle Daigle. Yeah, the wiggly lines. <laughs> <laughs> It's just me doing my taxes, basically. <laughs> I knew you were wilding out doing your taxes, man. Oh, yeah. I'm crazy. Can't wait tonight. Oh, oh lordy. Um, awesome. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, I think we should wrap uh, it up. Wrap her okay. up there. Yeah. Um, uh, it was good to it was good to have you back. Are you going to join me in sunny San Francisco at GitHub Universe? I would love to. Can I come? I'm trying to I'm trying to bum everyone. I would love to. I won't be, but I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool. I, I'd like to pretend I lived in a I lived a life where I could just do that. But um yeah, but I, I at this point in the podcast I will have told folks, but uh uh Ruby on Rails fifty, uh GitHub was kind enough to give me a promo code, get fifty percent off, five zero percent off your uh GitHub universe ticket if you want to go. Um, apparently they think I have a, a fair, <laughs> fairly large reach. So, uh, if you are interested in coming to GitHub universe, it is legit. Uh, and if you're uh, lucky enough to be able to get yourself out there, um, go, go grab yourself a ticket and come say hi to me. I'd love to, what are the dates you. on that again, Kyle Daigle? Uh, it's October 11th and 12th. Uh, the 10th is, um, uh, sort of a workshop day and a couple of uh, like affinity days like platform day for example but that's uh, invite only so the main event is the uh, Wednesday and Thursday the 11th and 12th um, uh, and it's going to be fun the conference is like I keep saying the conference is super legit I get no extra money for uh, pushing this uh, I just think it's really actually pretty awesome um, so uh, you should definitely come uh, I would next year. absolutely like sincerely love to I love San Francisco yeah. I uh you're okay. Uh GitHub's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm even better <laughs> in San Francisco. <laughs> uh pumpkin beer will be flowing in San Francisco on it's uh, on I don't Kyle. know about that. They don't make pumpkin IPAs really. So <laughs> West Coast pumpkin IPAs. I, yeah, I haven't I have yet to hear <laughs> uh hear about that, but yeah, man, good luck. Good luck. I mean, I'm sure you'll do I'm sure you'll do Thank great. You. And uh yeah, let's let's get this planning for next year started already so I can go. All right. All right, bud. That sounds good. Yep. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks, Joel.